Social Media Serenity Podcast Episode Number 111. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Social Media Serenity. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And I'm Eric Fisher. We're here each week to talk about the latest and greatest that's going on in the world of social media. How can we apply all this wonderful information, build amazing relationships, and not spend our entire lives on their websites? Now, we need somebody to go and transcribe that and, tech and email us and tell us what that said, because that's a, that's a good tagline. All right. <laughs> Maybe I'm, I'm going to go back about five episodes and clip the tagline from each one and then play them back to back next time. <laughs> exactly. Did you hear what we're doing for Business Tech Weekly now? No. We, we his, Andy was supposed to go out and uh, uh, search for a song, and I was going to buy a new song for to, to give us a new um, oh, uh, yeah. theme music. And right. so we've decided he, he he didn't do it. So we did the wedding march for our hundredth episode. <laughs> we opened with, opened with the wedding march, and um and and then we decided you know what we have so much fun is just just being goofy with that. Um, I we are now going to do a different theme song every week for Business Tech Weekly. Wow, a different theme song every week, and I've got every the next. Week. I have I have the next twenty three weeks all planned out. Oh, geez. Yeah, it's crazy. I do listen to that show. I'm just two episodes behind right now. That's funny. Yeah. So you haven't heard the wedding march one yet. <laughs> no, but I saw the, the title of that episode and I was like, what does that mean? What was the title? So now I know. Uh, it was something along the lines of, I don't know, my iPod right here in front of me, but it was something uh, along a hundred episode and special music or something. Oh, that's it. With special so, music. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, my friends, we are here to talk about social media and uh, that was just my own shameless uh, cross promotion here for the GSPN TV podcast network. Um, anyway, we are going to be talking about something that is very exciting to me personally, and that is the news that Google Plus is going to add support for Google Apps users within the next few days. 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 That means probably by the time we meet next, you will have access. This will be amazing. And I, I want to tell you right now, I feel so good about the fact that I waited because I would be very upset had I went ahead and caved and said, you know what? It's probably going to be just like that whole Google Buzz thing because they promised that eventually they would add Google's, Google Apps support and, and stuff like that. And they never did get around to that. We're going to talk a little bit about Google Buzz and some news there in a little bit. But um. Man, if I if if I would have went ahead and just said, you know what, I'm going to create a brand new. I don't want to do it under Cliff E O T C. I'm going to go ahead and create a whole new Google account with my name, and I'm going to start building it there. And I guess I'll just have it. I'll just use it in another browser, and and it'll just be, you know, it'll just be inconvenient for me. But at least I'll be able to have that that place on the web. You know, I'll have a uh, a presence in Google Plus, and and I would have probably already had several hundred if not a thousand or more people connected and and man would i be frustrated if all of a sudden um you know that that then all of a sudden this week or next week they actually add google app support so i'm very thankful that i waited personally you know what they call that what patience 
I know. Isn't that crazy? It's a virtue. Did you know that? I know. And you know what it's brought me? Serenity. There you go. I have serenity over Google Plus. You know, there. I imagine, I, I, not that I get a lot of feedback about this, but I imagine there are some people who are just outright livid with the fact that I would do a podcast devoted to the topic of the latest and greatest in social media and not actively be engaged in figuring out what's going on with Google Plus. Well, you you did. You created a pseudonym account and uh, tried it out. I did. But it wasn't the full experience. You couldn't have the full experience because, to be honest, Google didn't let you. Exactly. And and that's what I'm sticking by. I there mean, I go. have one too, and, and I don't hate it, but, you know. So where did this news about this uh, imminent release of Google Plus in- integration into Google Apps, when did this come out? This was just yesterday, I think, on Mashable. October 19th, yeah. So to, And today's the 20th as we record this. And this comes from Vic Gundra, uh, or, or Gun. Gun-, Gun- Torah or Gundo, anyway, you know that guy. Gundatra. Gundatra. Okay. <laughs> anyway, this comes. Gundatra. This comes from the guy who is. Uh, he's he's a what is that senior vice senior vice president or something like that. Yes, he's. Uh, he was like the big SVP. guy who created Wave, wasn't he? Maybe one of the big people in yeah, part of that project. Anyway, he he was in a Q and A session. And basically, it came out that, um, it, you know, that, that they are going to be doing this and it is eminent. And then I think somebody, did they press them on it? And, and he actually said, and by the way, by eminent, it means the next few days. Gundatra made it clear that imminently meant within the next few days. That is awesome. So, so I, I mean, I'm going to go ahead on a limb, go out on a limb here and say next few days, that's three to five days from this, which was yesterday, Wednesday. So I would say next week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday at the latest. Well, and, and just for the purpose of just, you know, covering our bases here, google.com slash plus. I'm signed in as, under my Google uh, thing. And it says Google Plus is not yet available for Google Apps. Learn more. Thanks for your patience. So I'm going to click learn more. It says Google Plus is not yet available to Google Apps users. But we're working hard to bring features of Google Plus to apps users in the future. In the meantime, you can use an existing personal profile or create a new Gmail, a Google account with Gmail address, blah, blah, blah. If you already signed up for Google Plus with your Google Apps email address, you've created a conflicting account, essentially a personal Google account using this. Uh, in the future, you'll be prompted to rename this conflicting account uh, to an email address that is not associated with the, any existing account. An example... For, for example, a new Gmail. So, you know, it, it sounds to me is, I, and here's the next question. And of course, I guess we'll find out next week or I won't because I won't be transferring anything over. But I'm wondering if, let's just say these folks who have Google Apps accounts and they prefer those who went out and created their own special Gmail account just for this, will they be able to transfer that over to Google Apps? Kind of the same way that I was eventually able to do that for my YouTube account. Right. I don't know, but I mean, you'd already had enough of a precedent with the YouTube account thing that you knew that, that it just made sense to not do the, the other suggestions they gave you right here and just wait. Exactly. So, but, but I, I am thinking right now of those people who are, uh, who are dealing with the fact that they, you know, they prefer Google apps, but they went ahead and created the other. So I hope well, that they I'd do like- give them that tool. If there's a listener out there in that situation, 
leave us some feedback about that. Yeah, let us know if you were able to effectively switch things over. All right, so, oh, and by the way, one other thing I heard about Google+, and you you said something that got me thinking about it just a second ago, and now it's completely escaped my mind, but it was something else completely related to Google+. And was this, it the support pseudonyms? Thank you. That's what it was. Yeah, it's actually a separate article that's linked to from this article. Google announced that Google+, Plus will soon support pseudonyms, Although they did not say in a few days. <laughs> and pseudonyms, just so people know, this means that you're using something other than your complete legal full name. You can, like, um, I, I guess some people go by a different name other than their real name. Or they might have, they might go by a nickname and stuff like this. This still doesn't sound to me like they're going to, or maybe this could be the, the coming of the rollout of brands as well. Yeah, because we keep hearing about that, but we've not actually seen anything in regards to that. But this, my so. friends, is not imminent. No. And And it says, and it, I think there's the article even said, and by by the way, uh, by coming in the future, this does not mean the next few days or something like that. I, I read that somewhere. So don't yeah. expect it anytime yeah. soon. But Google Apps, I'm thinking by next Thursday we should be talking about the fact that I am finally on Google Plus with my Google Apps account. So that's going to be exciting. Yes. However, as well as things are in the world of <laughs> adding Google uh, Plus for Apps users, uh, there's still some potentially bad news for Google Plus. What's this yeah. about? Yeah, but well, potentially, yeah. Um, again, we talked about this a little bit last week that since September what is it, 20th or 20, I think it was the 20th, where they opened the floodgates of you don't need a uh, you don't need an invite. You can just go sign up for Google+. That since then, there's been consistently uh, 60% drop in traffic. Mm-hmm. And so, and it was this, this uh, online ad service, a research arm called uh, Chiquita, Chiquita, is that right? Is that right? Chitika, uh, sorry, Chitika. not the banana place. Not the bananas. It's uh, Chitika Insights. It's a research arm of an online service, Chitika. And it's, they say, at its greatest, the gap between peak and trough measured over 70% decline in traffic since then. Yeah. Well, and, and I'm looking at the graph. So I'm looking at, you know, what the graph was before they opened it up to public, like right. where you didn't need an invitation. And yeah. it did. It spiked massively. But it, it basically just took a couple days and then it just dropped down to what it was before they opened the floodgates, which means that there were a ton of people that all of a sudden had access to it and they checked it out. They looked at it, browsed around for a couple days and said, eh. And it went only back and and just just assuming by the data that I'm looking on the chart, it just basically means that the traffic is right back to what it was before they opened the floodgates, where only the people who are early adopters, super geeky, super technical, super social, yeah, that said, you know what, what well, we're still here, you know, so which uh, hovers around the forty million yeah. mark, yeah, which is not bad. I mean, no, it's not bad at all. But here's the thing. I, I, I think that they're going to see a new spike when Google Apps users are coming in. At least they're going to see, you know, 40 million one users on, tw- <laughs> on Twitter as, as far as daily traffic to the site. Well, so. and, and once they add brands, brands will start trying to drive you to this 
as well as their Facebook and Twitter. Yeah. So well, I'm, there, there'll be people that'll go. I'm looking forward to finally being able to participate in plus one stuff, you know, and, and starting to understand how plus yeah. one works and how that can and, and how I can leverage that for my business. And, and that's where there's going to be a little overlap between, you know, talking about it here and then talking about it a little bit over on Business Tech Weekly as well. Mm-hmm. And, and there's the, there's also the the uh, the benefit of from what I hear, I've not seen tons of it because I'm not always actively participating in Google Plus discussions. But from what I hear, it's really good for long threaded discussions. Yeah, that are better than even Facebook's. And I, I guess I see that. Yep, I, I'm so. I'm looking forward to it. And 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 like I said, I've never been anti Google Plus. It's just that I'm not going to use it if I, it's not convenient. And so when it becomes convenient, I think that they're going to see traffic from a lot of hardcore. Because here here's the thing, I mean, you've heard you've heard, read the studies that say you know their your email address can say a lot about a person, right? Yeah, and and this is talking about you know <laughs> right. the, the, when somebody emails you and their email address is at aol.com. That can whether it, it I, I question know, whether it's my grandma first. Right. And then then there you have whether or not the email address is at hotmail.com and then at yahoo.com. And then there's the oh my goodness, heaven forbid, at my local telephone company isp.com. <laughs> and and then, you know, whether or not somebody has at gmail.com and then whether or not somebody has at their own name or, you know, brand.com. So, so, uh, and, and I know we shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but there, there are, you know, it, it, it specifically, these people have demographics as to who are using these various different emails and Gmail is a very popular one, but, but a lot of people, the more, I think a a lot of extremely technical minded people, people who are, especially people who are. Um, very much into online marketing, online business, you know, living in the cloud and stuff like that. We all used to use at gmail.com. And, mm-hmm. and I would say that I'm not the only person who has moved all of that stuff into Google Apps. Right. And, and I'm thinking that, that and, I, and when I say this, I'm thinking there's a ton of influencers out there and I'm not just saying myself but I think there's a lot of other influencers out there who are using Google Apps that once they get into it that I think I think that's going to drive traffic and stuff like that to Google Plus as well but still 40 million is great I I'll tell you what would probably help bolster traffic a little is if they wouldn't be so divided among themselves Eric Now what do you mean by that Well you know it's it's kind of like well <laughs> You have, you know, X number of users using this service called Google Buzz, and they're using that to post status updates. They're using that to have threaded conversations. They're using that to engage, you know, they're with people back and forth in a very social way. But now they've got Google Plus and they're side by side. And it's like, well, it's like you've got some people who are saying, you know, what, I'm not going to use Google Plus because I'm using Google Buzz and Google Buzz just works for me. It's super simple. So I'm not going to try this. So it's kind of like a kingdom divided against itself cannot stand. So, you know, I personally think that if Google were wise and if they were to follow the sage counsel of my experience, I believe that they should just kill off Google Buzz. Well, I think 
your wish is granted. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's horrible. <laughs> that was the most horrible segue ever. I was ever. like, what are you doing? I was like, I, th- I thought you read the uh, show notes that... Uh... <laughs> yes, uh, rest in peace, Google Buzz. They are shutting it down. Google has said they are shutting down the last remnants, which means it's probably not been all there for a while. But uh, they're shutting down the last remnants of Google Buzz to focus on Google+. And in the next, it says, in a few weeks, we'll shut down Google Buzz and the Buzz API and focus instead on Google+. Yeah. While you know, people obviously can't create new posts after that, they'll be able to view their existing content on their Google profile and and download it using Google Takeout. I've never heard of Google Takeout. <laughs> Google Takeout. I love it. <laughs> Great. There's a service we haven't heard of before. Google Takeout. Yeah. Well, I, like, probably not. They, they probably don't broadcast that because it's literally you leaving Google. Well, it's like, excuse me, I'd like some uh, chicken fried rice. And uh, can I go ahead and get a sweet and sour chicken with no sweet and sour sauce? Yeah, I'd like all my personal information you stockpiled over the past years and a Diet Coke and to go. A Diet Coke. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So, um, you know, I, okay, there are a couple things. One, I hope that all those permalinks still work like indefinitely, like they, that they won't ever go away, you know, because I remember one of the things that I loved about Google Buzz is that you could, even people who were not in Google Buzz, people who did not have a Google account, even, they could click on a permalink that you put in a blog post and a Twitter post or in a note on Facebook or whatever the case may be. And they could click that permalink. It takes them right to that thread where you started a conversation and then all of a sudden they had this ongoing conversation. I hope that those existing permalinks always stay available, that that's a part of the archived record. Yeah, uh, I know that they're saying that they're going to leave the existing things there and it'll be available via your profile. But I'm just hoping that all the I'm hoping that also means that all those permalinks, those quote unquote, if you will, static pages that have those archived conversations will always remain that I think that's important to me personally. I Not that I have a lot of those out there, but I imagine there's a lot of people who do. Yeah. And the other thing is, is I'm not excited about this news at all, although I think it is the absolute one thing that they must do. They have to kill Google Buzz if they really want to fo- if they really want Google Plus to be successful because you can't have two services that in essence at its core is designed to do exactly the same thing. You're just dividing your user base. Yep. So I think this is I think this is absolutely the wise decision, but I really feel bad for all those people out there who honestly left Twitter, left Facebook and started building everything around Google Buzz. And I know a lot of people that did that. They preferred Google Buzz. They said, you know what? And 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 when people said, eh, Google Buzz isn't for me, and they went back, there are still people out there who are using um, Google Buzz. That, that, that's the one service that they decided, you know, it, it's, it's not everybody in the world. It's not every brand out there. But you know what? With me and the eight friends that I really connect with on a weekly, daily basis, this is how we connect with each other. And I hate this to see that that's going to go away in the way that they're using. Now, can they just move over to Google Plus? Yes, but it is different. It's kind of the reason why I love Twitter and so much more than I love Facebook. Can I do what I do on Twitter on Facebook? Yes, I can. But is but Facebook is so, it's got so much more, uh, let's call it noise. 
Yeah, I could see that. Whereas Google, can you do everything on Google Plus that you can do on Buzz? I think so. But, but you know, so you can move I think that you in. can do everything that Buzz had and more. And more. But that's the thing. There are those who don't really care about the and more. They don't even want the and more. They don't even want the distraction, the, the temptation of and more. I think they could get away with not even seeing the and more if they block it out. Mm-hmm. To a certain extent. I, I don't know. I Because can you come? Because th- that's the one thing you could do inside of your uh, Gmail inbox is you could actually have you could you could ex- you could never visit the Google Buzz website. Everything existed inside your own email inbox in, in Google Buzz. Can you do that in Google Plus? Let's see. With Well, with Google Plus, I know that in your, your Gmail, you can comment. Let's see here. If I write share. Yeah. You can do Google Buzz, or sorry, Google Plus from right within Gmail and never go to Google Plus. Okay. Well, then... Because then, then I'm in my Gmail right now and right over here on the right in between stuff. Well, and here, and I hit share and I can type and I can select my circles. I can uh, blah, blah, blah. I can post there. And then next to it, there's the, the little red indicator thing and it can show who's commented. And then I can click and see and then reply and everything. So... Here's the other thing, though. With Google Buzz, it was like automatically turned on for every single user out there in the world that had a Gmail account. And that's not the case with Google Plus. Right. So all of a sudden, it's like now you've got people who are using Google Buzz who really are not maybe all that technical. And they maybe even don't even know what Google Plus is. But all of a sudden, it's like, wow, this Google Buzz thing showed up and it confused the heck out of me. But all of a sudden, I started to get it because it was just i was inundated with people who i have in my contact list were sending these things and and uh i eventually learned how to use it and this is cool i love it and then all of a sudden now that's going to go away one day and that doesn't necessarily mean that those people are going to go out and say oh i should go ahead and sign up for google plus because i missed that so i just i don't know i just you know those are kind of things that you have to think of and, and i'm sure that those are all things that google has been thinking about as well yeah all righty um, oh, you know what? I, I saw another thing and I did not put the story in here, but uh, and I wonder if I even forwarded it to you. Did you see the the story out there? Something about Twitter CEO saying we'll always be simple or something like that. Hmm. Did you see that or was I just dreaming that last night? Sometimes I have these dreams that of thing of topics that we could talk about. And I wake up in the morning. I was like, wait a second. That was just a dream. It wasn't real. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. If, I, I don't know that I've really dreaming ever had one. up social media quotes here. <laughs> no, you're tweeting in your sleep. So, if anybody in the chat room has heard about this, let us know. Uh, if you also heard this, um, but but yes, I, I saw it on Mashable or somewhere um, where basically um, they say they're always going to be. I found it simple. Oh, you did find it. Yeah, I just typed in CEO Twitter simple and it came up ah. it's on all things d it looks like it's back from july 19th oh okay so it's old yeah it's a little bit old he I, said I went, I went back in time in my dream let's see if i can find the quote here do 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 i love that yeah I, I do that all the time whenever there's like dead air it's like hmm and i'm like do 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 <laughs> well he he says that that's why uh, alex that's why alex trebek has that music because you know, it's like, could you imagine all of a sudden they didn't do that and they're giving people time to think and Alex is up there you on know, the stage. 
Do, 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 do. I need to make a note to myself <laughs> to, to to insert that as a sound clip on my phone that I can randomly play in meetings. Uh, that would be hilarious. That would um, be fun. Yeah, Twitter d- Dick Costello, I think is how you say it. He says it will main- Twitter will maintain its focus on being the world in your pocket rather than responding to Facebook and Google Plus feature race. He also provided stats. That's not what we're looking for. There's, there is. It did say Twitter will stay simple. Yeah, well, I, 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 think, I think you got the heart of it. Which, it's, it's the gist. Yeah, yeah. It's it, we're not going to get into the the feature race. Yeah, they're that, they're gonna. They like that Twitter does the one thing well. So exactly, exactly. Um, and so I, I, I just thought that was interesting to throw in here as well because again, uh, anyway, they're, they're you know Google is killing off the this super simplistic, easy, you know, no features added, just fun and share and move on with your day kind of thing. Uh, and now they're going to the more robust Google Plus, which is they, they are very much involved in the features race. Yeah. And uh, let's see here. So moving on, what is more powerful for traffic to our sites? Would you say it's Twitter, Facebook, or Google? Well, this is brought to us by our friends at Buffer App. I love and Buffer App. This is the Buffer App blog. Okay. And what they did was they actually they they actually are talking about something that Kevin Rose did. Uh-huh. I'm just going to read this. Sure. Basically, Kevin Rose, founder of Dig, conducted a very interesting experiment recently. He posted the same message to Twitter, Facebook, and Google Plus. He has a huge following on all three networks, which means that a statistical analysis makes absolute sense. Kevin has 1.2 million followers on Twitter, 225,000 subscribers on Facebook, and 129,000 followers on Google+. Okay. Did I read those numbers right? You did. You got it. Yeah. Okay. Good. Okay. So in the short run, and, and what he does is... And he even posted it. He said he did a click-through t- test on his Burning Man link, whatever that was. Results, Twitter, 2,053 clicks. Facebook, 2,203 clicks. And Google+, Plus, 350 clicks after one hour. After one hour. So, and then he lists that out. So, the and then what BufferApp is trying to draw conclusion from here is it's interesting for many reasons. Both Facebook and Twitter drive enormous traffic for Kevin. Google Plus, while still driving great traffic, leaps behind substantially, at least in the short run. In the short run. Yeah, within an hour. And and the other thing is, of course, is is that, uh, I mean, you have to, you have to do some statistical anal- analysis of what, you know, what is, what's the percentage though? You know, it, it's easy to see, oh, Twitter got 2,053 clicks uh, and Facebook got 2,203 clicks. Actually, I will say I'm going to argue that Facebook certainly has has is actually above Twitter when it comes to the number of clicks. Yeah, many, many less followers, but yeah, more clicks. Exactly. Not by a lot, but by a, enough. Well, well, the thing is, that not only does it have more clicks, but it's it's how I mean, I don't I, I, I hate doing math on a podcast and I won't. But, uh, you know, you've got one point two million followers on Twitter. Two hundred and twenty thousand is all you have. I mean, it's mm-hmm. I mean, literally 
uh, it's there's only there's actually what is that? That's a million more, a million less followers, and Facebook Facebook still outperformed on clicks. Yeah, so well, that's only part one. All right, but but I know we're gonna move on to that. Yeah. But but here's the thing that that's all that's great and all, even from the initial posting that's within what, one hour. Right, but that that's yeah. great and all. But Kevin Rose is a very popular person. But still, the fact is is that maybe not everybody clicked on. Uh, his his Burning Man link because you know when I think when I, I don't even know what Burning Man is is that like a health thing a health uh, it, fitness it, to thing? be honest I've heard of it many many times and I I honestly don't really fully understand it and I don't really care to it doesn't sound to me like oh. technology though right no it's not and not it's so, not at all so it, I it, it, I I believe it or not I don't I don't know why I don't right now but for whatever reason I'm not following Kevin Rose I used to. But when I was one of the 1.2 million people who were following him, I followed him for technology. If he had a Burning Man link in there, I'm not you clicking on that. It. Yeah, that's not I, why neither, I follow him. Neither, neither would I. And that's the other piece is it would have been even more interesting to see or even do this again with some other piece of content that's that's well, he, got he, mass appeal to it. You know, he, okay, I'm going to fits his niche better. That, that, but maybe that is part of his niche too. So never mind. I, I don't know. Maybe, I think to a certain extent, it, to, it is to to about two. You know, to a certain percentage of his following, right? But a, an overwhelming majority, Kevin's always been known for his tech. his thing. I mean, Kevin's known for his tea, right? Kevin yeah, loves yeah, tea. See, if he had done tech or tea, no, he probably would have even gotten higher clicks. He would have gotten higher clicks probably for tea than than Burning Man. But yeah. but the thing is, is even that would have been not his overall demographic. Here's what I'd love to see. I would have loved to seen what these click throughs would be after one hour if he was to say, hey, I have the latest information on the next. Uh, I have the greatest rumor and, and you don't want to miss what's coming out in the next iPhone 5. Check this out. Then you tell me how many clicks he got on each one, and then I'm, we. I think then we will see the real numbers. I assume we'd get there'd be thousands more clicks. I I would say that of the 1.2 million followers on Twitter, I'd say probably all. I would I would say he'd get a million clicks, and out of you know uh, 220 thousand subscribers on Facebook, I'd say he'd probably get uh, probably about two. 200,000 clicks and out of the 129,000 followers on Google Plus, I'd say he'd probably get about 100,000 clicks because that's who Kevin Rose is. That's what Kevin Rose is most known for. And 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 here's the other thing is of, you know, you have to ask yourself this question is like how many of those people who are following in all those three places are following him in all three places? Mm-hmm. And sometimes, yeah, that's true too. Sometimes I will see, you know, somebody that I follow in multiple places on both Facebook and Twitter, and it's not that I'll I'll click on Father Father Roderick's the perfect example of this. Sometimes I'll I'll click on something from Father Roderick's Facebook um, thing in my newsfeed. Sometimes I'll do it in Twitter, and it's not because I'm using one or the other service more than the other, although I do use Twitter more than the other. Uh, but be, it's it's. I what do I, what do I happen to be looking at and and where does he happen to be at the top of the list? Yeah. I don't know if that all made sense. But anyway, what's <laughs> what's the rest of this article? I I do think I think the I don't think this is good for statistical analysis simply because this is not something that I would I think a majority of the people who follow Kevin Rose would be even interested in clicking on. The, yeah, the, and and just as a quick side note before we finish this 
piece, there's a follow-up piece. Um, there's other factors involved, like what time of day did he post this? Did he post it at the same, I mean, I believe he posted at the same time on all three things with a different short URL so he could track the links, the clicks separately. But what time of day, what time of week, you know, that, that also factors in. Right. As far as how many clicks, of course, he's not testing how, how can you get the most clicks? But then again, there may be different audiences for these three different services in terms of what time of day and when and how they're using it and when they'll see it. So that I'd like to see more info on that. But anyway, 17 hours later, he go, he went back to check on the click through experiment and things had changed. Twitter okay. then had 5,391 clicks. Google plus got up to 2,513 and Facebook had 8,356. Oh, Okay. So, so this was after how long? 17 hours 17 later? 17 hours. So Twitter, um, Twitter, you know, moved up. Um, Google Plus, but the, the stats stay pretty well the same. Yeah. They, well, they still say stay in the same um, order. Facebook, However, Facebook still goes up a lot more. Mm-hmm. And let's see. And if you want to, I mean, there's percentages, but anyway. Yeah, I I th- I think I can see that. I think that I think that probably um you're you're probably getting more exposure to your syndicated information via Facebook than you do Twitter. And I think that a lot of this has to do with the fact of the, you know, right Facebook is uh raising things up to the top. Sometimes mm-hmm. they'll hold things, sometimes they'll bring bring something older and bring it back to the top again. And so they're churning information, and as things become more popular, as people are leaving comments and stuff like that, it does continually propagate through Facebook. Um, and, and and here's the perfect example of this, okay? And and this is why I think this is important. So let's just say that that I posted a status update on Facebook, and it happened to have a link to a a podcast episode that I did, okay? Well, if I do that, and then all of a sudden the 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 topic is so compelling that people are like, oh my gosh, Cliff, I, I really enjoyed this, or congratulations, or hey, that's amazing, thank you for sharing, and, and stuff like that. And all of a sudden, I've got, let's say, 45 people who commented on that, on that status update with the link in it. Well, here's what happens, is every single time that somebody comments on that post, like the 45th person that comments on that, the, for the 44 people before it, they get a new notification that says somebody else commented on a, a thread that you commented on. And not only yeah. that, but they come back and they come back and, and, and they communicate. They start having conversations with other commenters. And every time they're leaving comments, they're throwing stuff into their new feed that says, hey, I'm, you know, so and so posted on so and so's profile and having, you know, it, it just churns. And so I, there's a lot of value, I think, for brand awareness and exposure when it comes to the whole Facebook thing that you don't get with Twitter. I completely would concede to that information. Whereas with Twitter, you know, I might get 45 people who at reply me as a response to something I post on Twitter, but unless they actually have a specific tool out there, such as a, you know, an application that allows them to see the conversation, they click on it and look through uh, that's the only time they're going to see what other people are saying about the status update that I said. Um, 
And 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 every single time somebody else at replies me about that same comment, they don't get that notification unless they've been included in the at reply as a reply all. Right. So so there there are certainly things that Twitter or that um, Facebook has built into their threaded conversations and notifications that far exceed the benefits of ongoing conversations on Twitter. And I think those ongoing conversations and that that consistently, you know, churning the news back up to the top of the news feed and people's feeds. I think that that's what's driving more clicks. I agree. I may not have clicked on the I may have just read, hey, Eric Fisher just says, hey, I just completed such and such and I'm so excited. Here's a link to the the video of of my speech. You know, and it's like, hey, Eric, congratulations. And then all of a sudden somebody says, hey, Eric, congratulations. And I get a notification. It's like, hey, Eric, I just watched it. And I can't believe that you actually said what you said at three minutes into that video. Oh, my gosh. And then all of a sudden I see that and I'm like, okay, now I'm going to go click on the link. Right. You see, but I didn't click on it the first time. I just said, congratulations. I didn't have time. But now all of a sudden, because of the conversation, now I'm compelled to say, I was like, Oh, maybe I should take a minute and go and watch that 20 minute video and see what Eric said. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know if any of that. I think that was valuable conversation. Really, I think so. I think so. All right. So what else is in here? Well, I've been on a journey. Tell us about your journey. My journey. And I think we kind of touched this one last week, too, when I said, hey, randomly, I've noticed you. Or I, I noticed that I was not using or not wanting to use Asfura, what, which was what we loved, you know, a year ago. Yeah. I, and, and I can't remember totally what happened. All I know is, is that iPhone 4, and, and maybe it's not just iPhone 4, maybe it's Asfura itself. It's just buggy. It's, I get the splash screen a lot, which shouldn't be happening. It should be holding its place it should be you know with the whole um multitasking on the iphone 4 yeah um and just times where i'd launch it and it would just quit or it would anyways problems and i would do hard resets i would close the app completely do a hard reset jump back in load it all and it would still just be doing i'm like i don't know so anyway i did a little perusal of the, if that's really a word, perusing, sorry, of the uh, stars or the the iTunes ratings on Asfora. And it seems that it's gone down. It's a, It's got about three stars right now. And I thought, there's got to be a better Twitter client out there. And I know that we had talked about maybe using, and I know you had talked about using the uh, the official, you know, Twitter for iPhone. And I like it. And and yeah, it's, it's kind of the descendant of Tweety, which was the best one back in the day. Mm-hmm. But I uh, just it's st- something just didn't feel right when I used it, and part of it was the uh, the quote tweet thing, where it would throw quotes around the tweet and the name of the person, and I'm like, yeah, but that's not really a retweet. Yeah, I don't really like that per se. I'd love to be able to do a standard, real, unofficial retweet on the Twitter for iPhone, and since I can't, I'm not going to use it. Mm-hmm. And so then the the journey kept going, and then I thought, you know what, I'm going to throw this out to the GSPN community. And so we got some responses, and meanwhile, I had already fired up a new app that wasn't so new. I just tried it a while ago and didn't like, I didn't love it, but I started to dig more into it. And and, and the reason being is because when I, I when I was looking in iTunes, and I was looking literally just typed in, I went to the iTunes store, 
I went to the iTunes app store, I should say, for iPhone apps only, and I typed in Twitter Mm -hmm. because I said, you know what? I want to see what comes up highest. I want to see what, you know, what's bubbling to the top here. And and, and so I was looking to see, and obviously Twitter or Twitter for iPhone is number one, and then there's a few others, and I don't know that it's all star ratings or not. This, there's a couple here that have different ones, and they do different things. And, and anyway, I landed on one called TweetBot, which I had already had. Right. And so I don't know if you want to dig deeper into what some of the discussion was first, or if you want to talk about then what happened with us and talking well let's so. talk about the discussion because you okay. you had posted in this this at uh, gspncommunity.com we have a group for social media serenity for discussions like this and uh, so let's talk about what what are some of the things that people were saying what are they looking for what are they using yeah um let's see let's see amanda from michigan she says i just use the official twitter app it works just fine for me i haven't been brave and checked out others and to be honest if you're using that and you have no issues, just keep doing it. Right. If if you don't, if if you're not nerdy enough or annoyed enough with certain things, then I'm glad for you because sometimes things just annoy us that maybe don't ever need to. But right. anyways, and, and to and to that point, real quick, I want to say this. Um, yesterday, our friend Sarah Rader, uh, co-host for uh, Authentic Life Radio with Stephanie. She just finally uh, decided to, well, she's been Twitter stalking people because she, <laughs> she'll sign into the computer and, and you know, she, she's not always in front of a computer, but every now and then she'll try, sign in and look at her list of followers and see what's going on with people. And she doesn't really do a lot of responding there, but uh, she just follows what's going on. But she's been saying, I really want to get back involved in this. Well, I had learned a couple weeks ago that she has an Android phone. And so uh, yesterday I said, hey, if you've got time, I'll, I'll be happy to help you switch some things around. And by the way, if anybody's interested, I know a lot of people here know who Sarah is. She's Redeemed Girl 33 on Twitter now. So Redeemed Girl 33. Anyway, so we went ahead and changed her uh, screen name and, and uh, adjusted a few things. And uh, then I had her. In, I, I said, I'll tell you what. I know that there are a lot of other applications out there. And I said, just go into your app store for the Android or the, it's called the marketplace. Anyway, go there and um, just do a search for Twitter. And I said, just install the official Twitter application. You know why? Because it's basic. It's simple. It doesn't have all the bells and whistles. Yes, you and I, we want the RTs. We want the, we want the, this, we want the, that. And for her, she just wants to be able to see the, you know, the, 50 some odd people she's following and she wants to know how do I how do I reply to these people right (laughs) you know that's all she wanted yeah a reply is any Twitter client can do that without too much trouble (laughs) yeah and and she's like okay so now I know how to reply but what if I want to send my own message that's not a response to somebody how do I do that and I'm like just push this button right here she goes that's it and I'm like yeah she goes and I can do this from my phone this is so cool and now she's twittering like crazy it's yep. like amazing. I mean, just and so, yeah, absolutely. If you're using the official and by the way, before you did this, when Osphora started just crashing it on on launch, even if you did a hard reset yep. uh, for a couple days, I you know what? I said, I'm done with it as well. I moved over to the official Twitter app. I'm still using the official Twitter app on my desktop. But because of this thread, because you posted this thread, I'm now using a different application. All right. Yeah. What else did they say in there? 
James says he's a Hootsuite user. Hootsuite user. Hootsuite's one of the more top-rated ones. I can, I can, I could give you right now a rundown of, and I'm, I didn't, and this is not. I'm not just going by. Hey, here's what other people gave it as far as ratings go. So that dictates what I'm going to use. But it does kind of fall in line that the highest-rated ones are the better ones. Mm-hmm. It just follows. And fr- from my own personal experience, I should say. Um, Rot- James Dibbon says. I'm a Hootsuite user. I like being able to update Facebook at the same time. I also like being able to schedule stuff. I love the way I can manage lists with Hootsuite as well. I have used the official Twitter app, but I cannot update Facebook with it. And that's all very valid. Mm-hmm. Hootsuite is, uh, and I'm going to, I just had that open. Hold on. Hootsuite for Twitter has a four-star rating Okay. overall with 9,741 ratings. That's pretty good to have almost 10,000 uh, ratings and they have four stars. Yeah, and it's is... also universal and free. And so, free. That's a very valid uh, option there. I actually have that on my phone in case I want to shoot something out or schedule something on the go. It's a is, backup. Very cool. Is there any other ones in here that kind of stood out in the Let's conversation? See. Um, somebody, um, Mary Junker uses Echo Phone. Oh yes, that, that is also. To be honest, that one has the one feature that is unique to itself. Okay. And and that is that if you are reading to a certain point or have read your DMs, and basically it, it syncs. It syncs with the desktop and iPad versions. So if I delete DMs on one, they're deleted on the other. Yes. This is the one Twitter client that gets it right when it comes to that. That's awesome. So that's a very big plus, and I did try it out, and it is very similar to Twitter for iPhone and there's a free version and a paid version. The, the, the paid version just eliminates ads. Gotcha. Um, very good, very good app to be honest. It's just, it didn't feel quite right to me. So, well, let's talk about the application that you're using that I, I actually uncovered by seeing, you know, I went to your tweet and to see <laughs> where your tweets were coming from. And I saw, what is it called? Tweetbot. Tweetbot. Yes. And I will tell you what, I, I went and bought it. I signed up for it. Well, first of all, because of Twitter integration and I already had all my accounts logged into my phone under Twitter, mm-hmm. um, it, it imported all of them. It's one of the few that are already set up for that. Yeah. not a, Which is surprising because everybody knew iOS 5 was coming. Why did they not get their apps ready? Even Osfora, like when I went to use that and I'm on iOS 5 and it didn't import and I'm like, uh, this isn't supposed to work like this. And I go back out and it's not asking for permission. And I'm like, you know, Asfora, you just really don't know what you're doing. Anyway, <laughs> mini rant. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. We used to so love them. I know. I- I'm sure our friends over at Buffer App are like, oh my gosh, are they going to turn on us like that one day? No, I won't. <laughs> don't make me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'll say this. I still love Asfora on the iPad, Do but you? I'm not really tweeting from the iPad ever. So, <laughs> right. Anyway, uh, that's, it's, it's sad. I don't do anything use, from the iPad anymore except so you, for play my uh, audio clips. I, I look at, I look at RSS stuff and I play games with my daughter. Yeah, I don't even, and then, and she pretty much owns that iPad. I read, anyway, I read the, I read the daily weekly on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, so, so, so you tweet- saw me using it and tweet bot. Um, I didn't, I didn't really care for it at first. Yeah, but, but I've grown to love it. I have it, it took it took about 
It took about three hours before I finally said, you know what? I love this app. One thing, aesthetics are important to me. Mm -hmm. It's a great looking app. And not only is it great looking, I find myself not wanting my phone to be on mute because I love the little sound effects it does. Yep. It's just, it's just, it's just aesthetically pleasing, both to, both yeah. in visual and in audio, you know, audibly. Or to me, audibly. once I started use, I said, you know what, it's, it's, and here's where I'll get all nerdy on you. I go, I'm going back into iTunes and I'm going to TweetBot's page. They have out of 1,925 ratings, so, you know, less ratings overall, but they have four and a half stars. This is the highest rated Twitter for iPhone client that is as awesome. far as the iTunes store goes. It, um, it deserves it. it. It really does. And, and the thing that struck me is and I, when I saw that, when I was looking through iTunes and I saw it and I said, okay, they're doing something right. And I didn't give it a full chance back in the day just because I was so used to Osphora. And it does take a little bit of getting used to to use TweetBot. But once you do and you set it up the way you want, with the settings as well as the uh, choices you can make for the bottom tabs for the options, um, it just it just works. It does, and and, and it sorry. it actually makes me think of if Apple were to have made an official Twitter client for uh, for iPhone, this may be what it would look like. Yeah, I I would have to say I agree with you there. L- let me just share. This is I know this was one of your favorite features, and and this is what won me over. This is why this application is on my phone and has replaced all other Twitter applications. And that is, I am now following way more people than I could possibly keep up with. And I had actually said, you know what, well, I'm, I'm going to go ahead. And I, the, the other benefit of my GSPN underscore extreme account was that I could go in and with that account, just follow the people, just the, the fewest people possible and still be in touch with the people. I desperately want to make sure that I don't miss anything that they tweet. And so that's what I I had I had basically reser- uh, gone back and said you know what that that's I'll look at that timeline because if I look at my GSPN timeline it's just it's a fire hose mm-hmm. it's like I was sitting there I had I had walked away from my computer for like um you know five minutes or something like that and Megan's like she goes two thousand eight hundred and twenty two new tweets. <laughs> gosh dan when was the last time you looked at twitter and i said uh i was just looking at it just a minute ago i just pulled that up <laughs> and i'm like she goes that's ridiculous and i'm like yeah it is it was it was my home page i you know and i i do actually look i do sometimes look at the the timeline like when i'm really bored and it's late at night and and all of a sudden it's like man nobody that i know is saying anything and it's like then i just go to the timeline and it's like oh wow here's <laughs> there's always something coming in and yeah here. Yeah, and so, exactly. And so I do like to look at the timeline, but um, a long time ago I created this list under my GSPN account called GSPN Community Members. And the thing is, is unfortunately it doesn't have everybody in it right now because um, it it because I had stopped adding to it a long time ago. But still, it's got a it, I'd say it's probably got about a hundred or two hundred people on there, something like that. So what's cool is I have this list, and you can go into Tweetbot. And your timeline, you can say you click at the top that where the menu is and you just you actually choose a list and you can choose a private list or a public list that you have or a list that you're subscribed to. And whatever list you choose, that becomes your timeline. 
Yep. And it, it's not something that you have to go navigate to every single time. You That's, can leave it there as your default. That is my default timeline. So now when I log into my GSPN Twitter ID, my timeline only shows GSPN community members. By default. That rocked my world. Yep. And because you can do multiple timelines on here, or multiple uh, user accounts, I should say, you can leave it set up to where that's always the way it is. So if you're switching back and forth between your two accounts or three accounts or however many, whatever timeline you've left up as the timeline for that account, that's what will be the timeline. Yeah, and and I love at the bottom they have, you know, they have little icons for, you know, you can click the first button for your timeline, the second for your at replies, the third one for your DMs. The third the the fourth and fifth are customizable yep. and they're easy to change. But I love that when new messages come in, there's a little sliver of a bar that shows up in this really neat cool looking glowing blue and it, yeah, it it's just like a blue highlight yeah it, it and it, it just indicates that hey you have a new direct message and uh that it's just awesome and the other thing i do notice is that when i delete a tw- when i delete a direct message on this app it deletes it from twitter i think that's awesome Yep. Um, th- this app definitely is awesome. I actually didn't know about that one, but thanks for saying that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. That, that it did that. It does. Here's the other thing that I noticed is that, um, let's just say, Eric, you're at a conference and, or let's just say, oh we, yeah, let's say we have a friend at a conference and they don't, and they're in a tweet chat and they don't know about how to keep all that stuff from, you know, filling up their timeline. And you just see, you know, you know, this person at, you know, he, they're just going on and on and on. And it's like, man, I only follow 200 people and you're like the last, my entire timeline is you. So what you do is you just hold down for a second on top of their profile and click the mute button. And when you click the mute button, it says, do you want to mute them for one day, one week, one month or forever? And this, and, and they are not notified that you've muted them, but this keeps them from showing up in your timeline. I love that you can be, mute them forever. <laughs> I know. I, <laughs> uh, but but you can do it. And of course, the, the, and it's very simple to go in and unmute people to, to go and peruse that. I love that. You can also mute um, tags. So if all of a sudden there's just this tag and, and, and it's feeling, you know, people going on and on about, let's say, <gasps> your favorite TV show, Fringe, for, you know, Pound Fringe. Hopefully, all those people who are out there, and and I know I know people who are very guilty of tweeting spoilers. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope that those people who are tweeting spoilers are at least kind enough to put the pound fringe at the end of it, because now you could actually say, you know what, don't ever show anything in my timeline if the tweet has this um, hashtag hashtag in it. Yep, that's amazing. Yeah, you can mute by hashtag. Now, the, here's the other thing, and, and this is what I had asked, and you had answered a question about how to mute those, and I know how, and by the way, to mute a hashtag, all you do is hold down on the hashtag for a second, mm-hmm. and then hit mute hashtag. Yep. But um, there's a third thing you can mute, and I have not figured out how to do this, and there is no documentation, but it says really? you can mute services. Okay. So, so and, th- and, yeah. and here's what I'm thinking that means. That means that all these four square people I right. if it's a post from Foursquare, don't show it to me. And here's the one: get glue. You know, get glue is just littering my timeline all over the place. 
And so, you know, I would love to me- mute get glue. And and the reason why is like, I, I'm sitting there's like, oh, you know, oh, is that on tonight? Oh, no, I'm what, you know, I, I just checked into this. I'm I'm watching last week's episode, Let's you see, know. How to block Foursquare Suites in TweetBot. Oh, did you do that? I just Googled it. And did it pull up? I found the article. Okay, and what's it say? Let's see. To block a service in TweetBot, simply hold down the second, hold down on the second tab from the right and tap the conversation bubble with an X. Yeah, so that's that's your mute. So go ahead and go to that. This brings up the muting panel. To add a service, tap edit and then the plus button. Oh. You can see a list of more than 50 different Twitter clients you can choose to block. Oh, this is so awesome. Tap one that you'd like to block to mute. Oh my you can gosh. Add as, many as you like. Oh, there you go. man. This is the least imperfect Twitter client out there. This is awesome. Because the one thing I'm still waiting for is to just be able to see, and and I don't know that we need to go into the whole official versus unofficial retweet issue again. Let's just say it does. It does, this is the client that does the best job at the unofficial RT colon space at username tweets. We'll just say yeah. that. Is that enough? Yeah. yeah. And the thing that I was looking for is even though I, I hate when people abuse using official, uh-huh. I think there's times and places, like for example, when we started the show, you tweeted too long and I wanted to retweet you, so yes. I just hit the official. Yes. And there wasn't anything wrong with that. Right. Because I only use it about once or twice every day, if that. <gasps> Paper.ly. Yes. Muted. Oh my gosh, I'm going to go in there. I know what I'm doing. Anyway. Um, uh, bye-bye, but, dailies. But one of the great things... Yeah, I'm sorry, go one ahead. Of, one of the things that I don't mind is seeing that other people have officially retweeted me. Mm-hmm. I like to know when people have retweeted me yeah, or of mentioned course. me. So it's like, well, how do I get to see that? Twitter, dot, Twitter for iPhone won't do it. Twitter.com won't do it. You have to go dig in to find it. Well, this has an easy way to find out, which, I mean, I'd love it if it would just show up in app mentions, to be honest. Um, and again, I know we mentioned Twitter.com. The app mention thing is going to go away. It's going to, uh, in as far as a, a, a tab, it's yeah. going to be activity. That's not out yet. And I assume Twitter dot, the Twitter for iPhone will follow, but whatever. This, you can turn on a notification for retweets and have it show up in your notifications on iOS 5, and you don't have to have it be a... Uh, show up in your lock screen thing. You can just have it be show up in a in the notification center thing. So That's, this is so cool. So anyway, I get, I get a real kick out of seeing everybody doing the different things on Tweetbot now. Oh my gosh, this is so cool. I so there. I just blocked Foursquare, Get Glue, and Paper Dot Lee. Oh man! <laughs> wow. I'm in. I'm. I'm in Twitter heaven. I will. I'll tell you what. I'll just mention that the only thing I don't like. Is that um and, and and if the Twitter pot bot people would listen to this, that would be very cool. But um, you know, when you click on a tweet, it gives you a little drop down tray. And right. my expectation would be if I actually choose one of those options, that it would that once I've chosen that option and I'm sitting there and I've been taken away from that screen, and I'm sending a new tweet or an at reply or something like that. When I come back, I would expect that that tray would close. 
rather right. rather than just leaving it open. And it's like, you know, what? I've done something with that tweet. I, you know, if I want to do something else, let me click it again and do something. And, and another potential is, you know, may, maybe I click on a tweet. And if I don't do anything within, like, let's say 10 seconds that you auto close that little that little tray at the bottom or at least make that an option. Or make it an option. Make it an option to, you know, auto-close the tray. Either after... After this amount of time or after I've done something. Exactly. That That's could, not hard to throw in. Because so. that, that, that is something... Because uh, remember, uh, for me personally, aesthetics are mean a lot. Aesthetics right. mean a lot. And, and what it does is it kind of almost looks like there's some kind of visual programming error in in the thing because you not only do you have the little bar with your icons at the bottom but if you've opened up the tweet options and then all of a sudden you just finished a tweet you come back to your timeline and it's like oh, wait a second there are two bars it's like oh no I, I, let me click on that to to close that and then scroll down it i know it's it's, it's crazy it's just the way i'm ocd and if if other people are ocd as well they'll hate it just as much as i do yeah, so. it doesn't bother me as much as it bothers you. I just but, scroll off, scroll away, but I can see how it could be an op, uh, just an option to add. Yeah, but the thing so. is, though, what it's Tweetbot. Thank you, Eric. I love it. It is my new Twitter application. It is the bomb. You're welcome. It is two ninety nine, but it's well worth the two ninety nine. Oh gosh, yeah, two dollars ninety nine cents is nothing compared to the value. And, that and I And how get long out of do it. you think somebody should play with if if they if they take the plunge and do the two ninety nine? How long do you think they should give it a chance for? Uh, well, I'd say to it, be able to make a fair judgment. I would say give it a day. If you're a heavy Twitter Twitter user, give it a day. If you are a you know I I use Twitter. Uh, maybe once or twice a day. I look at Twitter maybe once or maybe twice a day. Then give it a week. But uh, but I, I would say for people who are listening to Social Media Serenity, give it a day. You'll you'll fall in love with it potentially. If you don't fall in love with it after a day, then you probably won't. But uh, and make sure to check out all the settings because there will be things in there that'll make it work better for you. Yeah, it's awesome. I would even go to to the Tweetbot site and look over the specs and all the different options i've put that in our show notes yeah well my friends we are already over an hour we didn't even get to all the stuff we wanted to cover today but that's okay because we i think uncovered some pretty awesome stuff twitter's fun again twitter's fun again uh google plus is coming to apps users i mean this is a great week yeah wow great week well, friends, uh, thank you for tuning in. If you want to call in and leave us some feedback for Social Media Serenity, or if you have questions you'd like for us to answer, give us a call on our voicemail feedback hotline at 859-795-4067. Again, that's 859-795-4067. And of course, if you enjoy this content, you find value in it, would you like to support the content that we produce here at gspn.tv? If so, we would encourage you to please become a Plus member. Head over to gspn.tv slash plus. Until next time, join the community.